Say, this is God's word. Not Pastor Evan's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the Spirit of God who is here to minister to your people. So I step back now so the Spirit of God can use me to speak the oracles of God to your people. And I declare in advance that our lives will never ever be the same after having heard the word of truth. I declare that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow our lives. And I declare in Jesus' name that we will see in manifestation what's being taught. And I thank you now for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Vision for the Next Level. Everybody say Vision for the Next Level. Vision is needed for anyone to succeed and reach new levels in their life. And the main purpose of this series that I'm in is to provide you with insight and understanding of what the vision is here at Word of Truth Family Church. I'm actually specifically preparing us mentally so that we can move physically. Now, I'm also, or the second reason I'm teaching the series is to help you see how important it is for you to have vision for your life. Amen. I'm doing that and I'm going to provide you with some practical steps on getting vision for your life, especially this morning. And so uh, I'm hoping that when this when this series is over, that you'll be able to have vision for your life, vision for your family, vision for your business, vision for... Uh, for any area that you lack direction in. So if you're taking notes, our topic this morning is how to receive vision. How to receive vision. And uh, I'm hoping what will come out of today's lesson are some practical things that you can take home with you and start vision for your own life. Amen. Proverbs 29, 18, I want you to find that verse, and then we're going to look again at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. That was Proverbs 29, 18, and then Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. We've defined vision as mental sight, revelation, and a dream. Everybody say mental sight, revelation, or dream. Proverbs 29, 18, we've covered it over the last two weeks, and uh, I'm doing a slight review for those of you who may have... Uh, missed out on last week it says here where there is no vision the people what perish where there is no vision the people perish or the people die now if we were to read that verse in reverse it would say where there is vision people live so if you and i want to live not just like the world does jesus said i came that you may have life and life more abundantly so 
You can live a regular life, which what most people live, or you can live a life that is more than abundant. And one of the ways that you and I live a more than abundant life is when you and I get vision for our lives. Amen. Now, we've learned so far that vision is designed to do three things. Number one, to give direction. Number two, clarity. And number three, focus. In other words, when you can see where you're going and you have a clear picture of the direction you're going, then you know where not to go. We've discovered that vision uh, for our lives should start with us understanding the vision that God has for our lives. Why? Because true vision, everybody say true vision. True vision starts with the manufacturer's viewpoint of why that something was created. We looked over in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. It says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. In other words, you and I were manufactured or created by God to do good works. Just like a chair is designed for someone to sit in it. A speaker is designed for somebody to hear it. Clothes are designed for you, for them to be worn. Well, you were created and designed to do good works. Amen. And uh, we, we talked about the two different kinds of works out there. We have worldly good works or just uh, natural good works. And that's like uh, anything. Most of you all probably work for a company that do good works. You know, if you provide computers, uh, if you manufacture computers, that's a good work. How many know we need computers? Amen. If you're, if you're a company that you work for, if you all manufacture clothes, then wearing clothes is a good thing. Do you agree? Amen. We don't need no Adam and Eve's up in here. Clothes are a good thing. Well, those are natural good works, but then you have spiritual good works, and those are kingdom-related because the Scripture said that we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So it's just not good enough for me to do good works. It's not just good enough for me to feed the poor. I also need to be involved in some kingdom good works because kingdom good works is what changes people's lives. Now, last week we learned... Uh, that we must write the vision and make it plain. We learned the word plain means clear. So let's go now back over to Habakkuk chapter 2. Because this morning my goal is to show you how to receive vision. I'm actually going to walk you through the steps that that I experienced in receiving the vision here for Word of Truth Family Church. Uh, in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 he says, I will stand up on my watch... And set upon the tower and I will watch to see what he, God, will say to me and what shall I answer when I'm reproved. Verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Do what? Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end that vision shall speak and not lie. Though that vision tarries, do what class? Do what? Wait for the vision because it, the vision, read it with me, will surely come, it will not tarry. And that's how we can see that the vision that God has for Word of Truth Family Church is a vision that has come from God. The vision for the facility, it has been a vision that comes from God. We can see now that manifestation has come. Now, we may have to have to tarry for a while. Amen. But waiting does not mean denial. 
So today what I want to do is, is explain ways in which vision can be received. Now I want you to notice something in Habakkuk chapter 2. Uh, in verse 2 it says, and the Lord answered me. Okay, so if the Lord answered him, he had to have asked the Lord a question. So here's step number one, if you want to receive vision from God for your life. You must ask God for it. You must ask God for it. We see that Habakkuk must have asked God a question because the scripture says, and the Lord answered him. So our first step in getting vision for our lives is to say, okay, Lord, what is your vision for my life? I know that your vision involves me doing good works, kingdom works, but specifically, God, what's on the earth that you want me to do? Amen. So I would ask God, if I were you, to give you vision for your life, vision for your family and your business. And once you ask God, There are several ways in which vision comes. Now, here's the first thing I want to point out to you because vision can come when God speaks to you. Amen. If you'll notice, that's what happened with uh, Habakkuk. God spoke. God answered. And so the primary way in which God speaks vision to us or, uh, or vision comes, it comes when he speaks to us. God's primary way that he speaks to us, listen, is through his word. Many people are wanting vision from God, but they're trying to get it the way they want him to give it to them. Amen. You're trying to figure out why you keep having dreams of pizza while you sleep. Maybe God wants you to own a pizza hut. So you walking around asking people, hey, why I keep having these dreams about eating pizza? Because you eat pizza every time you go before you go to bed. That's why. Every dream don't mean something. And God's primary way that he speaks to us, so the way he's going to speak this vision to you is through his word. Now, let's not make the word vision too spiritual. In other words, remember the word, when we looked up the word uh, vision, it means mental insight. It also means revelation. So it's not something too spiritual or too spooky that you can't get. Go over to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. I'm going to show you now how this one particular person received vision for their lives. Okay. Uh, Acts chapter 10. Look in verse 9. It says because, uh, and I'm going to start in verse verse 9. This verse or story is about to show us one of the ways in which vision comes. Verse 9 says, And on the morrow, as they went on their journey, they drew nigh to the city. Peter went up to the housetop to do what class? He went up to the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Listen, it's okay to pray while you're on your way to work. It's okay to pray while you're driving. It's okay to pray while you're exercising. But man, find somewhere by yourself that you can pray. He went up to the housetop to pray and he became very hungry. How many know that happens when you're praying? You get hungry and sleepy. How many know that? All right. He got real hungry and he would have eaten, but they hadn't fixed the food yet. And so he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto, unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and it came down on the earth. 
wherein were all manners of four-footed beasts on the earth and wild beasts, creeping things and fowls of the air. In other words, he's having a vision and this vision involves all these different animals. Verse 13, and there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, oh, no, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice, everybody say the voice. The voice spoken to him again a second time. What God has cleansed, call not their common. This was not, this was done three times and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself with this vision, which he had seen meant, Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius, uh, which was mentioned earlier, had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate, verse 18, and called and asked where Peter or Simon Peter was or was staying. They showed up at his house or where he was. And while Peter thought on the vision that he just had, the spirit said to him, behold, three men seek you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now, we see here that Peter had a life-altering vision. He was praying. Everybody say he was praying. He was praying, and watch this. What God gave him verbally, he began to see mentally. I'm going to say that again. What God gave him verbally... He began to see mentally. And that's what vision is. Vision is created when words are spoken. And in fact, receiving a visual vision has only helped like what Peter had. That's only happened to me one time. Because see, I can see some of you all going, well, Pastor, I've never had a vision. Well, I've only had one one time when, when, uh, when I was praying. And that's why you need to pray. I was praying one day. You all know the story. The new people may not. And I'm praying. And I, I, I was in our media room at the time. This is, a, a, I don't know, ooh, 10, uh, 2008, maybe 2007. Okay. So I'm praying. And at the time, the media room that we had at the house we were living in didn't have no furniture in it. So I decided to make that my prayer room. So I was up there praying. And while I was praying, I literally got a visual just like Peter, I saw an auditorium. I saw what color the chairs were. I saw how the room was shaped. I saw the stage. I saw everything. And I had never seen a vision before in my life. And so, but I knew that what I saw was from God. So when I got done seeing the vision, I said, the impression on the inside was, that's the place that you need to have church next. Because what I was praying about was, Lord, should we have two services at this small elementary location or do we need to find a new place and have one big service? So that's what I was praying about. And while I was praying about it, I got this vision. Well, when I got done, I was like, "Ooh, I need to find this place. So I just got in my car and I knew it was going to be in Arlington because God has called us to be a planted church first location in Arlington. So I drove around and couldn't find this location. And I'm like, I didn't see nothing like I, like I saw. And finally, you know, I was running out of gas. And I'm getting frustrated because I know what I saw was real. I was like, Lord, where in the world is this place at? 
I'm running out of gas. He said, well, if you had asked me where it was, I would have told you that too. Don't just let God show you something. Ask him what he's showing you. Because see, the scripture says we know in part and we prophesy in part. So you may see something that I, you may see that husband or you may see that wife that God has shown you. You know for sure that you saw that you were getting married. But he didn't say it was next week. Amen. Amen. So he told me where to go. Long story short, I go down Eden Road. And boom, Seguin High School's there. Never seen a high school before in my life because I had never went down that road because I knew it was a dead end. I go inside the school. I ask them about it. I, they take me to the auditorium. When they cut the lights on, exactly what I saw. Amen. And uh, some of you all are saying, well, well Pastor, uh, I ain't never had no visions, so what, what do I do? Well, you got to understand, vision was only now manifested because of words that were said to me. Okay, everybody, close your eyes for a second. Close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. I want you to pretend that Pastor Sarah is up here preaching. Pastor Sarah is up here preaching, and uh, she has on a yellow dress. Keep your eyes closed. She has on a yellow dress, and it's long, and it's pretty, and it's nice. And, uh, and now I want you to look up. Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Your, your vision has come to pass. In other words, my words created vision in your mind. You don't need an actual vision from God. What you need is his word that produces vision for your life. Jeremiah 33.3 says... This is God talking. Call unto me. Or let me say it this way. Pray to me. And I will answer you. And in answering you. Watch this now. I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. What God is saying is. Is if you will ask me something. I will answer you. Or return your answer with some words. And those words are going to show you great things. What am I saying? I'm saying vision is produced by words. Go to the word to produce vision for your life. Amen. Uh, let me explain to you how I got the vision for building the building. Because, you know, uh, I, I thought God wanted us to buy a building. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to buy a building so we could stop setting up and breaking down. Okay, I was I thought, okay, we'll just buy a building, fix it up and then eventually do construction. And, uh, you know, I went to a building and it was a nice size building. It was actually bigger in square footage than the building we're building. And it was in a nice location and and I liked it. And uh, the Lord said, I said, Lord, what are we going to do with that building? He says, it ain't yours. Leave it alone. Well, how many know sometimes when the Lord answered you, it don't make you happy. I was not happy. He's telling me that this empty building that ain't got nobody in it, it ain't mine. So I, I'm like, well, whose is it? 
So then I, you know, for a couple of weeks, me and the Lord, you know, uh, he was speaking to me, but I wasn't really happy with him. And uh, I'll never forget, I was watching TV. This is why you got to watch what you hear and what you see, because those two things produce vision. So I was listening to uh, uh, watching a, t- a Christian TV station. And I'll never forget, I was in my bedroom walking into the, to the bathroom and 2 Samuel 17 was being quoted by a, uh, somebody on TV. This is what it says. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. When I heard that verse, something jumped on the inside of me. I knew that verse was for our construction project. That was God saying, Evan, don't buy a building. I'm going to appoint a place for y'all. I'm going to plant y'all. And when I plant y'all, y'all are not going to move no more. And so watch this. I took his verbal word. I took what I saw or heard on TV. I found it in the Bible. And that from that point on, because I can go back and track when I introduced it to you all. So this is why you all have been hearing for years. Second Samuel 17. Second Samuel 17. He's going to appoint us a place and he's, we're going to plant, get planted and move no more. Uh, y'all heard it over and over and over. In fact, I think I introduced it in 2008. I kept telling you, kept telling you, kept telling you. And some of y'all got tired of me saying it. But see, Habakkuk said, though the the vision tarry, wait for it. Some things are not done overnight. Amen. Remember, Habakkuk said that he would watch to see what God would say. You should not seek for a vision. You should seek a word. And a word is going to come from his word. And God's word always produces vision or direction. God's word always produces vision or direction. God's word will always produce vision or direction. That's why you should always find some time to hear it. Psalm 119.105 says his word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light. His word gives direction. Amen. So why do we need to write down? Because he says, write the vision and make it plain. Why did I have to write that verse down? Well, I had to write it down so I wouldn't wouldn't forget it. That's number one. And number two, how could I expect you all to run with that word if I didn't write it down and give it to you? So in your personal life, you get, listen, you get vision for your life. From God's word. You say, well, how do I do that, pastor? Okay. He said that you are the head and not the what? Tail. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that whatever area you need to be on top, that verse needs to be your vision. So now, I know I might be just a clerk at work. I might physically be a clerk, but mentally, I'm a director. So what I do, I quote that verse. Lord, I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. And I thank you for this position that I'm in. But Lord, I'm on my way to directorship. Amen. So you have to write it down, number one, so you won't forget it. 
And number two, if someone needs to run with you, this is why when you're doing vision for your family, sit them down. One of the goals that we had for 2018 uh, was to, huh? Was to get out of debt. That was our goal. And we only have a couple of items like a house and a car, but the rest of that, we don't, we don't, we, we've decided. Uh, and so now we knew what to do with the extra money we got. So like when Pastor Sarah will go out to preach, she's on the road more than me, all right? Which means she has opportunities to make additional income on the road, which is uh, what happens. So when her check comes in, Gucci is not the first vendor. No, no, no. As much as you want to have fun with that money. Remember, I said vision provides direction, clarity, and focus. When that extra check came in, there was no question what we should do for do with it. We both understood because the vision was plain. Get out of debt. She's preaching from the choir. Y'all hear that? The vision is we give our tithe. That's exactly how it works. We gave our tithe. We gave our offering. We gave our Project 360. We always, on the road, we always give our kids that some of that money because they have to sacrifice too because we're not there. Okay? And then, of course, this doesn't count seeds that we give and sow to other people as well. But, but then, after all the giving to the Lord and the kingdom and all that took place, then we split that money in half. And you can have fun with half of it and half going to debt. That's just how it was. In other words, vision was created. Amen. So vision, listen to this, comes by hearing, but it is enhanced by exposure. Oh, man, I'm running out of time. Vision. Listen, remember, words produce pictures. Words produce vision. When God was spoken, speaking to Habakkuk, he says, and the Lord answered me. Okay, so when God answered him, he said, listen, now I need to write down what God says. So when God speaks, it creates vision. That's why vision comes by hearing. But then now vision is enhanced by exposure. In other words, exposure helps us to see vision in high definition. Sometimes you got to see where you're going. Amen. Amen. That's why I have church mentors. I want to see where I'm going. Amen. You need to have people in your life or people you have access to their life that will give you, watch this, exposure to where you believe God is taking you. Sometimes it is not until we've seen God do it in somebody else's life that helps us see that God will do it in our life. And never let someone else's manifestation intimidate you. Let it motivate you. Amen. 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 Don't let someone else's desire become yours because someone else's new house, it should inspire you. But that don't mean that you need to get the same kind of house because you may not be on the same kind of budget. I mean, let it inspire you, but don't let it put you in competition. Amen. 
It is our ability to see that enhances our ability to receive. If you can listen, I'm gonna say it like this. Now, this is this is different. If you can if you can see it, you can receive it. Vision is nothing but a picture of something that has that watch this that came about through words that have been spoken. And that's why if you can't see it, you won't receive it. But if you can see it, you can believe it. And most people have to physically see something to believe it. But I'm telling you, based on biblical principles, if you can mentally or spiritually see it, you will eventually receive it. That's why you need to have some goals. That's why you need a vision board. God created a vision in Adam that he needed a spouse. That's why I said, so he looked around and said, oh, there was no help me for him. For him. He, he saw everything come in twos, like two, 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 two. And there's just one of me. Okay, well, maybe, I don't know. And so, watch this. He went to sleep and woke up and he had one. I believe our new building is God's sign for your life. That vision is achievable. I'm going to say that again. I believe our new building is God's sign for your life that vision is achievable. If it's a God-given vision, then you and I must allow that God-given vision to be under God's given timeline. Now, I'm closing on this real quick here because, see, he said, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Wait for it. Tarry. It shall surely come to pass. The word appointed there, he says, for the vision is yet for appointed time. The word appointed means due season. And Galatians 6 says, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we will reap if we faint not. See, what you have to understand is if you're going to pursue God's vision for your life, patience must become your friend and not your enemy. Why? Because patience, if you understand patience, patience has a payday. Most of you, patience is your enemy. You have to make patience your friend. Amen. You got to, listen, every time I had friends, I had friends that would say, Evan, you need to get out of that school. Like I wanted to be in the school. <laughs> I'm not the one controlling this timeline right now. I Listen, I, I went to every bank I could name. They gave me a no. I went through any other financial institution. They told me no. I'm no, 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 no. So what am I supposed to do? Rob a bank to build a church? (laughs) It's not the, listen, the promise line is controlled by God's timeline. And you got to be okay with that because if you're not okay with that, Listen, you will live a frustrated Christian life because, listen, you have an expectations that's false. Amen. Patience has, be, has to become, listen, Hebrews 10, 36, I'm closing right here, I promise. It says, for you have need of patience. Patience is a need that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Hebrews 6.12 says that you be not slothful, but followers of those who through faith and patience inherit 
the promises. It talked about Abraham in verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I'm saying to some of you all in the room, patience is your friend. You have not gotten that house yet. Because patience needs to be your friend. Maybe, just maybe, God already knows that a couple of months from now, your credit score will jump 50 additional points, which is going to decrease your interest rate, which is going to save you a whole lot of money. I mean, you can knock on the door. He says, knock and it shall be, you know, ask and it shall be given. Seeking you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. But he didn't say kick the door down, no. And I want to declare over you all, Stand to your feet right there. Because some of you all, you, you, you've gotten weary and well-doing. But your promise is coming. I just want you to open your hands like this to receive. Because I'm declaring over your life today that you will not get weary in doing well. In Jesus' name, you will endure with patience and experience God's best in his timing. Say, I receive it. I I declare that the longer you have to wait for God's promise, the stronger you get. Say, I receive that. I declare in Jesus' name that you will not stop short of the promise or vision for your life, but you will be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Say, I receive that. I declare that you will be like Jacob and say, I will not let go of you, Lord. I will not stop trusting you. I will not stop waiting on you until you bless me. I declare that the windows of heaven are opening. Doors are opening. And favor is pouring out in the name of Jesus. Say, I received that. I declare that God's house has now manifested and it's time for your house to manifest. I declare the season of reaping has started today. Increase has come. Harvest has come. Breakthrough has come. Deliverance has come. New levels have come. Your payday has come. And Father, I thank you that that building is a physical manifestation that Vision works. And I thank you that there are many people listening to me now. Some were on the verge of turning around, giving up. But Father, they're right there at the edge of their breakthrough. And I pray in Jesus' name for those who need patience. Father, let them see patience as their friend. And I thank you for the strength that they need to endure So manifestation will come in Jesus' name. Amen. With every head bowed, if you're here today and you're not saved, in other words, if you die today and you're not sure you go to heaven, I want to pray for you.